Welcome to Puritans Read, reading aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 15 of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford. To William Gordon of Kenya. Testimony to Christ's Worth, Aberdeen, 1637. Dear brother, grace, mercy, and peace be to you. I have long been answering your letter, which came in good time to me. It is my aim and hearty desire that my furnace, which is of the Lord's kindling, may sparkle fire upon standers by to the warming of their hearts with God's love. The very dust that falleth from Christ's feet, his old ragged clothes, his naughty and black cross, are sweeter to me than king's golden crowns and their time-eaten pleasures. I should be a liar and false witness if I would not give my Lord Jesus a fair testimonial with my whole soul. My word, I know, will not heighten him. He needeth not such props under his feet to raise his glory high. But, oh, that I could raise him the height of heaven and the breadth and length of ten heavens in the estimation of all his young lovers. For we have all shapen Christ, but too narrow and too short, and formed conceptions of his love in our conceit, very unworthy of it. Oh, that men were taken and catched with his beauty and fairness. They would give over playing with idols, in which there is not half room for the love of one soul to expatiate itself. And man's love is but heart-hungered in gnawing upon bare bones and sucking at dry breasts. It is well wared they want who will not come to him, who hath a world of love and goodness and bounty for all. We seek to thaw our frozen hearts at the cold smoke of the short-timed creature, and our souls gather neither heat nor life nor light, for these cannot give to us what they have not in themselves. Oh, that we could thrust in through these thorns and this throng of bastard lovers and be ravished and sick of love for Christ. We should find some footing and some room and sweet ease for our tottering and witless souls in our Lord. I wish it were in my power after this day to cry down all love but the love of Christ and to cry down all gods but Christ, all saviors but Christ, all well-beloveds but Christ, and all soul-suitors and love-beggars but Christ. You complain that you want a mark of the sound work of grace and love in your soul. For answer, consider for your satisfaction, till God send more, 1 John 3.14. And as for your complaint of deadness and doubtings, Christ will, I hope, take your deadness and you together. They are bodies full of holes, running boils, and 
broken bones which need mending, that Christ the physician taketh up. Whole vessels are not for the mediator's art. Publicans, sinners, whores, harlots are ready market wares for Christ. The only thing that will bring sinners within a cast of Christ's drawing arm is that which you write of, some feeling of death and sin. That bringeth forth complaints, and therefore, out of sense, complain more, and be more acquaint with all the cramps, stitches, and soul swoonings that trouble you. The more pain, and the more night watching, and the more fevers, the better. A soul bleeding to death till Christ were sent for, and cried for in all haste, to come and stem the blood, and close up the hole in the wound with his own hand and balm, were a very good disease, when many are dying of a whole heart. We have all too little of hell pain and terrors that way. Nay, God send me such a hell as Christ hath promised to make a heaven of. Alas, I am not come that far on the way as to say in sad earnest, Lord Jesus, great and sovereign physician, here is a pained patient for thee. But the thing that we mistake is the want of victory. We hold that to be the mark of one that hath no grace. Nay, say I, the want of fighting were a mark of no grace. But I shall not say the want of victory is such a mark. If my fire and the devil's water make crackling like thunder in the air, I am the less feared, for where there is fire, it is Christ's part, which I lay and bind upon him to keep in the coal, and to pray the Father that my faith fail not, if I in the meantime be wrestling and doing and fighting and mourning. For prayer putteth not Paul's devil the thorn in the flesh, and the messenger of Satan to the door at first, but our Lord will have them to try every one and let Paul fend for himself by God's help, God keeping the stakes and moderating the play. And you do well not to doubt, if the groundstone be sure, but to try if it be so. For there is great odds between doubting that we have grace and trying if we have grace. The former may be sin, but the latter is good. We are but loose in trying our freeholding of Christ and making sure work of Christ. Holy fear is a searching of the camp that there be no enemy within our bosom to betray us and a seeing that all be fast and sure. For I see many leaky vessels fair before the wind, and professors who take their conversion upon trust, and they go on securely, and see not the underwater, till a storm sink them. Each man had need, twice a day and oftener, to be riped and searched with candles. Pray for me that the Lord would give me house room again, to hold a candle to this dark world. Grace, grace be with you.
to John Henderson of Rusco, Aberdeen. Loving friend, I earnestly desire your salvation. Know the Lord and seek Christ. You have a soul that cannot die. Seek for a lodging to your poor soul, for that house of clay will fall. Heaven or nothing, either Christ or nothing, use prayer in your house and set your thoughts often upon death and judgment. It is dangerous to be loose in the matter of your salvation. Few are saved. Men go to heaven in ones and twos, and the whole world lieth in sin. Love your enemies and stand by the truth which I have taught you in all things. Fear not men, but let God be your fear. Your time will not be long. Make the seeking of Christ your daily task. Ye may, when ye are in the fields, speak to God. Seek a broken heart for sin, for without that there is no meeting with Christ. I speak this to your wife as well as to yourself. I desire your sister, in her fears and doubtings, to fasten her grips on Christ's love. I forbid her to doubt, for Christ loveth her, and hath her name written in his book. His Her salvation is fast coming. Christ her Lord is not slow in coming, nor slack in his promise. Grace be with you. Your loving pastor, S.R. To Alexander Colville of Blair, Aberdeen, 23 June, 1637. Much honored, sir. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you. I would desire to know how my Lord took my letter I sent him and how he is. I desire nothing but that he be fast and honest to my royal master and king. I am well every way, all praise to him, in whose books I must stand forever as his debtor. Only my silence paineth me. I had one joy out of heaven next to Christ my Lord, and that was to preach him to this faithless generation. And they have taken that from me. It was to me as the poor man's one eye, and they have put out that eye. I know that the violence done to me and his poor bereft bride is come up before the Lord, and suppose I see not the other side of my cross or what my Lord will bring out of it. Yet I believe the vision shall not tarry and that Christ is on his journey for my deliverance. He goeth not slowly, but passeth over ten mountains at one stride. In the meantime, I am pained with his love, because I want real possession. When Christ cometh, he stayeth not long, but certainly the blowing of his breath upon a poor soul is heaven upon earth. And when the wind turneth into the north, and he goeth away. I die till the wind change 
into the west, and he visit his prisoner. But he holdeth me not often at his door. I am richly repaid for suffering for him. Oh, if all Scotland were as I am, except my bonds. Oh, what pain I have, because I cannot get him praised by my sufferings. Oh, that heaven, within and without, and the earth were paper, and all the rivers, fountains, and seas were ink, and I able to write all the paper within and without, full of his praises and love and excellency to be read by man and angel. Nay, this is little. I owe my heaven to Christ and do desire, although I should never enter in at the gates of the new Jerusalem, to send my love and my praises over the wall to Christ. Alas, that time and days lie betwixt him and me and adjourn our meeting. It is my part to cry, Oh, when will the night be past and the day dawn that we shall see one another? Be pleased to remember my service to my Lord, to whom I wrote, and show him that for his affection to me, I cannot but pray for him and earnestly desire that Christ miss him not out of the role of those who are his witnesses. Now, when his kingly honor is called in question, it is his honor to hold up Christ's royal train and to be an instrument to hold the crown upon Christ's head. Show him, because I love his true honor and standing, that this is my earnest desire for him. Now I bless you, and the prayers of Christ's prisoner come upon you, and his sweetest presence, whom you serve in the Spirit, accompany you. That was episode 15 of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford. <laughs>